Yeah, I took uh, took two big swigs of my pop's moonshine. Oh, so sweet we Jesus! Will see where this episode goes. Is, is, is this legit? Like backwoods West Virginia, like uh, moonshine. Well, uh, well, not West Virginia, but yes, this is a down home silver tub. <laughs> uh, Got to drive at least the store is close store about twenty minutes, fifteen twenty minutes from the from my uh, compound of cousins. But yes, this is a uh, this is uh, the moonshine. It's, uh, that, that drink too much, you are gonna go blind. It is. I I can't tell I'm you. About to be. I can't tell you how excited I am to have Smack West back. Like the last pod was cool and all, you know, when you were together and and and, and had cohesive, coherent thoughts. But nah, that ain't. Again, that's out of brand. All right, that's not. Yeah, so that's not what this pod's about. I also got the uh, slightly chilled Bud Light Platinum to chase it. Um, I forgot to put these in the refrigerator. So it's uh it's pretty warm. It's bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. struggle. Every every step is a struggle. I'm doing it for for the fans. I'm doing it because I love this podcast. For the fans and shit, as our our good friend James would say. Unfortunately, you know, I wish that we could partake in Smacked West for Halloween, but somebody uh, doesn't believe in himself. Um, uh, point the finger. I, I was having a conversation with uh, Adrian. <laughs> Uh, our light skin comp- compatriot, yes. and he said something about being busy. So uh, I logged off of Southwest.com. I had the flight lined up for pretty cheap too. Mm. So if you want point fingers, please put them at the. Uh, l- 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 listen, all I'm gonna say is he told me the opposite. Okay, uh, he told me that it was you who decided uh, not to go forward in this situation. So I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe y'all niggas want to work that out, but uh, you know. I think you're. I think you're afraid to have another. I'm upset night, personally. Um, and if you was first and foremost, I, you know, I am never scared to show my ass. <laughs> I go. I go. I go anywhere. Act the goddamn fool. I'm about to be uh up in Penn State acting the goddamn fool this weekend. I ain't got, I ain't got oh, no problem God. turning up. It, uh, showing it, up in, in the land of Paterno. You know what? On that note, uh, I ain't got time for these white devils. Teach these devils. We gonna go oh, ahead. Calm down. All right, Jamal. <laughs> go ahead, roll that bitch. We'll go ahead and get this bitch started correctly. Episode 12. 12? Fuck 12. Fuck 12. You know what? <laughs> you know, Let's get I, straight to episode, episode 13. Yeah, honestly, yeah. When we when this ends up getting uploaded, we are we're gonna skip 12. Uh just fuck 12. Absolutely. Um this, so this will be episode 13 of the Beware the L's pod. Um speaking of fuck 12. Uh, shout out to our king, our uh, our our, our Afro uh, savior, Colin Kaepernick, for teaching us what. Fact. Don't love these hoes. Oh, um, I, say, I thought you were going to be inspirational. No, uh, no. Is <laughs> a, a legend on on the field. He's a legend off the field, and he's a legend in the game. Oh my goodness. Um, Brittany Renner. You know, real quick for the uninitiated, Brittany Renner, uh, legendary IG chick. Um. You know what? And honestly, to me, it's not even about um, getting getting flown out somewhere, or fucking a million people, or whatever the situation is. Because we are very uh, sex posy here on Beware the Else, extremely. For sure. Um, For sure. <laughs> um, as we, as Wes and I had a conversation um, not too long ago um, about, <laughs> about the idea of uh, uh, w- would you date Amber Rose just for the box? Um, 
Ooh, man, so, man, where the silence see that? <laughs> so I respect Amber as a person, as an entrepreneur, and as everything she does. Well, big salute to you. But so, yes, I, uh, I need I need parts. Oh, uh, we are extremely sex positive and beware the ill. So we don't have absolutely any issues with um you know exploring your sexuality or 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 being in control of your sexuality as a woman or male or um you know those 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 good old uh. Uh, gender roles and, and double standards and stereotypes. We don't fuck with none of that. The problem, nope. or, you know, even sex work in general, but the problem with Brittany Renner is not that this is what she does. It's the fact that she spent years talking, to, basically calling women prostitutes and disparaging that and saying that y'all hoes out here twerking on Instagram and I'm trying to build a legitimate following and blah, blah, blah. And then she started fucking with Lil Uzi Vert. Next thing we know, uh, she was the biggest of all of them. So it's like, you know, she's released her, I guess you can say her, um, her superhead style expose book. And in that book, uh, she mentioned our King, Colin Kaepernick, who managed and got to give this nigga a lot of credit, managed to get her to fly herself out to California to fuck with him. That, that is, that is, that is <laughs> the most impressive part of this whole tale. Um, the fact because, 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 because a uh, famous nigga smash beautiful girls all the time. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, the fact that that you didn't have to come out of pocket to to smash a fine woman is just, just tremendous. <laughs> um, I would say almost more impressive. Actually, it is more impressive than his run to uh, the Super Bowl, which he uh, <laughs> was in prime position to win. So yes, uh, that is his crowning achievement of his career. Yes. The, the social. The social work is great. The uh, standing up for uh, oppressed peoples, uh, black and brown people is great. But getting a girl to fly herself out for ex- uh, absolutely <laughs> extended purposes of just smashing it is that's what's going to get you a first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, from oh, West and, and, and how did he frame it? He framed it by asking her, are you down? I thought you was down. I mean, maybe it's, if you was really down, you would come out and see me. Oh, you would come and see me for once. I didn't know this nigga John Beater. That's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. You still down? Straight up, uh, shout out to our king, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Um, this is episode soon to be thirteen, 13. of Beware the Ills. I am your boy, uh, Uptown Ace Boogie. Follow me on the socials at Uptown Ace Boogie. Follow uh, the pod page too at Beware the Ills. And my Smizact compatriot, uh, ain't that Wes? Is here on the other side. Wes, uh. how are you doing? How's it um, going, buddy? Hanging in there, haven't passed out yet. Um, so we're we're still good. Uh, we are less than forty minutes away from the debut of Brian in the Lake Show. Uh, how, how you how you feeling I right said, now? I said you're you're very lucky. I took time out of my uh, my uh, visual filleting of the King <laughs> to, to spend some time on this on this on this damn podcast because it's a very it's a very um it's a very proud time for me to see uh my team who uh has been pretty much ass for the past uh. To be honest, better part of like seven, eight years now. Yeah, better part um, of a decade now. Yeah. Yeah. To to finally have true hope with the king, um, with Savannah, my my, my uh, sister, and my two yes. and my, my two boys and my my girl Zuri. Um, it's it, it's great. I've adopted <laughs> the broad family as my own. Ah, um, absolutely. And just pretty much just everybody on the Lakers too. It's going to be a very interesting season and it starts tonight. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, I, I don't know what else to say, man. Uh, you know, as time goes on, you know, we had our pod, it seems like about nine months ago now, where we first talked about that Brown moved to L.A., and I was bitter. I mean, who wouldn't be bitter? Oh, I understand um, completely, man. But, you know, as time has gone on, I've been able to make peace with the situation. Um, I, 
I can legitimately say that I'm happy for you. Um, I think I think the re and I don't know if I've ever told you I'm happy for you ever. I was going to say, you sound sound like, how are you plotting some shit? I know what's going on. I've heard this way. I've heard this way too many times. (laughs) In the history of our existence. But no, like for real, like, um, you know, when it was fresh and the wound was still open, you know, it was just like, all right, man, like we lost Brian a second time. We about to go back to being trash. But after seeing, you know, the way the new calves have been constructed, um, you know, we are a team who's not going to be very good this year, but we have tremendous hope, which is the exact opposite of where we were uh, eight years ago. I'm sorry, would you like to intervene? I mean, I mean, hope is, I guess hope is relative. Excuse me. Pardon me for, pardon uh, me for. Yeah. For... Stop while you ahead before I take all these peas away. Well, what, what I was about to say, my guy, is that the Lakers, as the Lakers, you don't deserve anything. You have everything in, in, in the history of your franchise that you could have ever wanted. So Speak on it. So from that angle, I, I, could, I could care less. And from that, I, I hope you guys lose. But from the perspective of just seeing what LeBron can do for, I won't say a fan base because, I mean, L.A. is the fakest city in the world. But – Facts. From from perspective of just seeing how LeBron can transform an organization, um, an organization who has gone through a lot um, over the last decade uh, to and, and just change your hopes immediately as my friend, as my friend, Wesley, um, and as a fan of the fake ass uh, Lakers, I can legitimately say that that I am happy for what you are currently experiencing. Uh, and that that comes from the bottom of my heart. Maybe it's because my birthday is in a couple of days and I'm. I'm realizing that life is different now, and you can't you can't you can't hold on to that hate. Let that hurt go. Yes, yes, you got to live your truth. Let that hurt go. Um, I appreciate you. Um, those those kind words you said, but also at the same time, I don't give a fuck what you warning about. Things. It's the Lake Show, baby. LeBron's here. We balling. Fake, fake. Yes, we are fake fans. I'm a well, I'm, I'm a real fan. I'm a real fan regardless. But I can acknowledge the fake around me. Yes, but it doesn't matter. We yeah. balling. Uh, I'm gonna spend all my money on FanDuel. I'm filling my lineup with straight Lakers every night. Oh my god! Uh, it is what it is, baby. Uh, you know what? I, I try. I try. All right, time to go back to the status quo. All right, we are here. Yep. Um, episode Schnurtine. Um, I said it's uh we are locked into uh we're locked into the cold. It's pretty starting to get a little frosty outside uh, all around the country. Yeah, the, the weather. Is, you could definitely tell it's uh autumn is upon us. Yes, uh, autumn is indeed upon us. Uh, uh real quick before we get into, I don't think I've ever said. I don't think I've ever said autumn. Yeah, instead of fall. Yeah, that I've was. Never been said fall. Yeah, I've never really said that before. I don't know why. Yeah, I, yeah. It, Shout out to moonshine. Yeah, it must be the moonshine and the and the, the piss warm bud platinum on deck. But oh boys. <laughs> but um oh real quick uh before we get into the rundown man um we must send a shout out to uh one of our patron saints of the podcast. Uh, how many is it? So we got Bieber, Bobby Brown, uh Bobby uh, Schmurda, Bobby Schmurda. Um, he, well, he's not just a patron saint. He's the the uh, the holy trinity of the podcast, essentially. Uh-huh. Um, I think uh, you think Cap is on there. Yeah, yeah, Cap. Um, I feel like we just talked about somebody the other day. Not, I'm not not trying to step on who you're about to bring yeah. up. I feel like we talked about somebody. I, the other day. We did. We want to go back and listen to episode eleven. Just like y'all need to go ahead and listen to episode eleven and one through ten. Go ahead before that. Exactly. Uh, Apple Pod, SoundCloud, like, rate, share, subscribe, retweet, tell a friend, and tell a friend. Listen, we putting out fire ass content. You know how difficult it is. Not for you real. know how difficult it is to take yeah, time yeah. out of our busy days to give y'all this smack. 
Right. It's, it's beautiful. And we're all over the place. We're giving you funny stuff. We give you sports. We give you politics. We give you serious topics. It's all over the place. And you know what? It's free for your bitch ass. So you better free. start supporting before I put on the ski mask. <laughs> I'm not playing with you. I will run to your house, take your phone, use your face ID to unlock it or your thumb, depending <laughs> on what type of phone you have, and, and listen and subscribe. Listen. I'm not going to harm you. I'm going to just boost our numbers all i'm gonna say is y'all better catch a wise free before we get hollywood like joe button okay joe button i'm counting <laughs> i'm counting down the days till i saw uh, joe button go ahead and move to spotify um and he has got one of the he already had one of the hottest pods out but now it's become like must see television or must see podcast every week like it's a damn tv show we will return to that really quickly I'll say we'll get, we'll get back uh, really that. quickly, uh, patrons say Orlando Brown has finally checked himself into rehab. Um, and while this may disappoint Wes, uh, you know, with Orlando Brown being his, no, so you, you his, uh, his drug goals. Um, oh, and shout out to Wes's new drug goals, Quincy Jones, who, uh, oh, yeah. who, who just dropped an, another <laughs> interview pipe bomb in which he stated that Ray Charles got him addicted to heroin at 15. And guess who they got their heroin from? Detroit Red. Good old my nigga Detroit Red. That's a that's a black ass uh, trifecta. That's, that's the real big thing. LeBron, Wade, Fox, you are cool, but Malcolm X uh, as Detroit Red, Quincy Jones, and Ray Charles all the point. Yo, yo, one day, one day we will do an entire episode on just Quincy Jones and how lit he is. Um, oh man, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was one time I was I was getting head from the Queen of England. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly how it Excuse goes. You, uh, if y'all are in the documentaries, Netflix documentaries like I Am Quincy on Netflix, uh, which was directed and produced by his wonderful daughter, Rashida Jones. Uh, shout out to her. What's up, Rashida? And her, up, Rashida? And her uh, Chappelle show uh, cameos back in season one. Um, oh, deep cut right But um, yeah, uh, written and, and, and directed, produced by Rashida Jones. And it is just a documentary about his entire life. And it is one of the most enthralling musical uh uh forays that i have seen um documentary wise it just completely encompasses everything that quincy jones was from his humble beginnings all the way to now um so y'all definitely go ahead of y'all into that shit quincy on netflix go ahead and catch that um but as i was saying uh orlando brown uh checked himself in rehab finally getting himself some help um and you know the reason why it's such a big deal for me um you know, again, we we joke. We like to have fun around here, as they say on South Park. But um, World Mental Health Day has just passed, um, you know, not too long ago. And, you know, obviously that is um, that's a topic that hits very close to me as myself and um, a lot of my family. I would say the vast majority of my family has suffered from some type of, uh, you know, mental health issue. You know, it's not always... It's not when you think about mental health. It's not always, you know, uh, dissociative identity disorder or you know, you know, something like that. You know, a lot of times it's just depression. Yeah. It's clinical depression or it's anxiety or you know, yeah. it's 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 bipolar disorder or something like that, which affects hundreds of millions of people um, across the world. Uh, it's mental health in general. So Orlando Brown is somebody who clearly had problems. Like I said, we like to joke about him, but like when you break down a lot of issues that people have, especially celebrities, um, whether they're committing crimes, wilding out like Kanye, whatever the situation is, um, a lot of these people are really just suffering from something and just have not either they 
can't see it or the people around them are not putting them to, them in the correct position to get help. So, Orlando Brown, shout out to you, man. As much as we love your hilarious Instagram videos, uh, talking about areolas and shit. Um, very, very happy. <laughs> very happy to yeah. see uh, to see him get some help, man. That shit. Uh, right, yeah. for sure. You're speaking about mental health. Yeah, mental health effects. Everybody can can speak to it. Um, whether you're suffering from it yourself or you know somebody that that's close to you who's having some issues, like yeah, it's like we're being somewhat facetious in the fact, but it's great that he's actually recognizing that it's time for him to go get some help. It's gonna hurt me because I enjoy the content he provides. Yes. Um, while he's not in his uh in his, in his right mind, I guess. But but good for him. I guess I have to move on to uh uh find somebody else. Like my my, my main man Bunk is is, a, is in a great headspace right now. He's off of drugs. Yeah. So uh. It's gonna be rough for me out here. I I don't know who to turn to, um, but I'll, I'll make it work as long as long as people are, are getting better and, and and feeling better, and and getting better mentally. I'll be okay. I'll I'll be my own drug goals. Absolutely, uh, all you can ask for. I will tell you what situation is not getting better, and that is Jimmy Butler and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Jimmy Butler is one wild nigga dog. Uh, l- l- listen, uh, good old Jimbo, um, as we like to call him. Uh, he had been one of my favorite players for a long time. Um, but it wasn't really until Chicago, you know, when he linked up in D Wade and these niggas was that's that, uh, that's what did it, <laughs> and <laughs> was was uh, chatty chatty patties uh, in the locker room and whatnot that I realized how much of a dick he was. Um, Jimmy Butler's an asshole. Um, he's a yeah, great well, player. Well, let's yes, yeah, so let, 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 let's let's uh, clarify it a little bit. Like okay. Jimmy, Jimmy came up. Jimmy um moved a lot. Jimmy was homeless at a point in his, in his he childhood. Was. He was. Jimmy was hard. I believe he walked on, or at least had not not a full scholarship when he went to Marquette. Or Shout out to Marquette. College person went to Marquette. Shout out to Marquette. Marquette got some ballers. Oh, absolutely. Um, My name is Lazar Hayward. We'll go th- Fuck you at Lazar Hayward. Uh, Darius Johnson Odom. Yes, sir. Uh, the light skin point card, I forget his name, it's escaping me right now. But um, anyway, so like yeah, so he he worked on balled his ass off. Marquette was never considered the best player on that team was never considered yep. a super NBA prospect ended up getting drafted worked his ass off um to make it into the league to make it in from a bench player to a starting role to an all NBA role and the entire time he was doing this nigga was an asshole yeah <laughs> that's straight, crazy straight up like I, you know maybe while Jimmy was on his come up he had a lot to prove when you got a lot to prove sometimes you keep yourself humble just in case cuz it's like you know I'm not really <laughs> I'm not really expected to make it so it's like I kind of got to keep my mouth shut and work hard and prove that I deserve to be here. Oh, but once I prove it, oh, it's a wrap. You know, did yes. somebody who did something similar? Um, another Patriots say the podcast, Gilbert Arenas. Um, Shout out to <laughs> man. Listen, that that I, if you know me, you know I am a a big Jersey guy. Yes. And my next purchase, I I said it over the summer. I don't know why I haven't done it yet. Is going to be a prime uh, Washington Wizards Gilbert Arenas jersey. I don't know if I'm gonna get the the home blue. Um, that they wore the majority of the mid two thousands, or if I'm gonna go the alternate. Oh no, not the gold. The, the, the gold, the black with the gold. Ew, bro, that shit's disgusting. What you man pulling up the Applebee's in a motherfucking <laughs> gold and black Gilbert Arenas jersey? Always gonna be flocking. Uh, but um, yeah, man, and, and, and Jimmy, man, after he linked up with D Wade, he played with D Wade for like a quarter of a season, and and and, and this nigga just turned to the biggest asshole on planet Earth. So translate. Uh, we move forward um, to now he's in Minnesota and he's a part of a very good ensemble in Minnesota that I'm proud to say uh, that I am a part of. 
uh, on my 2K my career. But um, you look down, <laughs> you look down their roster, and Minnesota has a team that we talked about it last week. The West after really after two, there's there's an opportunity for a lot of teams to jump up into like that three through five area because nothing nothing yep. is really locked in. Um, you know, I would say uh, not even three through five, like hey, anything. Like after after those first two, yeah, it was considered wide open. And going into last year, I was thinking, um, I think I might have tweeted it or something. I, I believe Minnesota was gonna be that third seed. Yeah. Um they had Jimmy Butler who who's coming off an all NBA season. Um Carl Anthony Towns, um Everybody could see the rising star that he is, super duper talented cat. Um, Andrew Wiggins is a, uh, yeah, yeah, supposed to be yeah. good <laughs> with, with braids. Yeah, um, stingy braids, stingy uh, ones at that. Very stingy braids. Hang time is this nigga? This nigga hang time on the court, but not hang time in the back of his head. It's it's just, it's disgusting. Uh, but yeah, the potential was there. Hey, so seeing Jimmy, you remember when Jerry Rice had braids? I'm gonna cut you off. But <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, I'm gonna tell you, this, we're gonna we're gonna get the deep was a. Uh, Deep was a soul right now. So when I was younger, um, high school and stuff, I played receiver. Yeah. And Jerry Rice was was one of my favorite players. Yeah. Um, until the fact that he got braids. Um, <laughs> that's when he that lost more credibility with me. Um, <laughs> and a crazy like part was like the early 2000s, like, you know, he was still nice. He was still a pro bowler in Oakland. But yeah, yeah definitely that was pro bowler in Oakland. But but he had braids. Now that was come. I was like Jerry, you're you're a legend. You you don't you don't need to do this. I was in a strip club. You don't need to do this, baby. What are you, what are you doing? Don't, don't, come on, now. You're better than oh, this. Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interject. I just felt like that was extremely relevant. No, no, topical. That, that, no that, that's what it was. Yes. But yes, with the braids. Uh, there's a lot of struggle braids out there. I was I saw some um watching basketball tonight. I'm I feel like we're getting uh, uh John Wall. I might as well talk about it. Speak on it. John, John Wall, Wall got your braids are hanging just right. Bro. Oh, Jesus. Oh yes, sir. Oh, you got some nice looking braids oh, until you hit the back of that headband. <laughs> <laughs> That motherfucker stay right there. But uh, anyway, let's get back to Jimmy Butler before we end up on some type of tangent. Yes. Um. Oh no. Okay. Oh so, yeah. You were saying Minnesota. Uh. Nice young core. Good team. Uh. Had the opportunity yep. to step up. Yeah. Last year. yeah. Yep. Um. And you know, with the exception of uh, Coach Tom Thibodeau bringing in you know the Minnesota Timber Bulls, um, getting every wash nigga uh from Minnesota that he can possibly find reminds me of Eric Mangini. When he came to the Browns and, and brought over every washed jet that he could possibly find, um, similar situation. But even but despite that, you just look the, at the way that their team is constructed, and you have to think like, hey, these are some guys who they're going to play hard. They're going to play some defense on on the other end of the floor. You have a potential superstar center. You have a great wing. Um, you got a probably a top ten wing in the league. Um, you you in a good spot. But all of a sudden, uh, you know, people power and player power, and niggas want to go where niggas want to go. Well, well let, let's say, well, let's uh, let's set a scene a little bit more. They uh, huh? before last season started, uh, the Timberwolves gave uh, Andrew Wiggins a hundred and oh Jesus billion dollars, right? Something like that, somewhere around there. It was over a hundred million dollars. And then before this season, uh, they gave uh, Cat Carl Anthony Towns a hundred ninety million, which he deserves. Wiggins not he so much. Wiggins don't deserve shit. Yeah. Um, so, and then Jimmy Butler is going into free agency next year, um, was offered four years, $110 million. So he would be the least paid, least highest paid player out of their big three. So that kind of set the scene and he he set the scene for what, uh, 
transpired in these uh, few past yeah, few and, weeks. Yeah, and, and that's a fair point, you know, as you set the scene. Look at Wes doing his research for the pod. What, what the fuck is going on? Hey, hey. Um, it, it, true, very good point. Um, but the issue with that is uh, obviously you have to pay Carl Anthony Towns, obviously. Um, and he deserves to be the highest paid player on the team. But, you know, with uh, – with Jimmy Butler and then Wiggins, if you're Jimmy Butler, you have to be upset that Andrew Wiggins got so much damn money they ain't got shit left to pay you with. Um, if I was Minnesota, I actually would have traded Andrew Wiggins when I had the opportunity. Um, he just, you look at somebody who you can't even say is a waste of, of talent. He has the talent, but it's just, it just does not mesh. Yeah, he, 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 he does not mesh into that situation. He needs to go to Brooklyn and be like the man on a garbage team or like Atlanta or some shit that I don't even know. I like, like I was a big Andrew Wiggins guy coming out of coming out of college. I thought he was going to be, be legit. Yep. I just don't know. Like he, he had a chance to kind of, he was young and he did have a chance to kind of thrive and be somewhat of the man in those early Minnesota days and, and nothing really transpired from it. And he's not like a, a terrible player, but he's just, he's just not good. I, I don't get it. I, maybe he needs to get a haircut. That's I'm a big proponent of of athletes. Um, when they have whack haircuts, they perform whack. Yes. Um, shout out to Deion Sanders. When you look good, you play good. When you play good, they pay good. Um, that was one of his phrases. Like um, yes, sir. The only successful um whack haircut um I can remember ever really prospering would be uh my my sweet boy uh Bobby Griff. Um, you may know him as Robert <laughs> Griffin III. Had a terrible terrible phrase. Uh, his rookie year in Washington. Most of his tenure in, uh, yes. in life, and they were just horrible. <laughs> yeah, he had a, he had a good run, and then got hurt. Shout um, out to Bobby G. So, I see. I think that can that can that can um uh move just not just away from sports, but in real life. So if you have whack hair, you're probably not doing as good as you can. Agreed. Get a get a nice yes. haircut, or just get get better <laughs> hair. Um, and you, you <laughs> and you and you. Uh, oh, yeah, man, you are. Wes, you are spot on today. I, I, I will give you that shit. You are back in rare form. Hey, man. Moon, moon, I, might, I might start drinking moonshine before work. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, you know, Jimmy become become disgruntled. You know, they've had a lot of meetings over the past couple months in which he stated, yeah, I ain't coming back, niggas. Trade me now. Uh, send me somewhere where I would like to go. And Minnesota has not obliged, in, including uh, good old Pat Riley. Uh, pulling pulling the plug out of of a potential trade to Miami that would have reunited him with his uh with with his buddy D Wade in Miami and possibly made them a, a top four team in the East. Nope, nope. Did you hear? Not at all. Did you hear? Um, did you hear <laughs> the story? What happened uh, with them? No, I did not. They had a uh, real quick. They said uh they had a deal in place. Yeah. Um, and then Minnesota the last second called and asked for more picks. Oh. Um, and Pat Riley called Tom Thibodeau a motherfucker and hung the phone up. <laughs> That's you know what classic Pat Riley. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a real nigga. I, Pat Riley's a real nigga. I, I, it's a little real niggas when they do real things. I, 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 I had actually not heard that story, so I'm glad I did. But uh, regardless, um, yeah, you know Jimmy wants out. He don't want to be third fiddle to Andrew Wiggins, and I would not either. I would I, listen. I would be ready to fight niggas in the locker room as well uh, if I had to play third. Every day, if I every day, if you had to. But uh, as uh, you know, Wes says we continue to set the scene, set the stage here, uh, set the scene, uh, three thousand degrees. Um, we worry about them fuck niggas over there, but they worried about me. Um, is our good friend. 
<laughs> as 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 the good friend three sacks would say um jimmy butler also you know has not exactly endeared himself to this, his teammates including including smashing the girlfriend of your superstar carl anthony towns see that that is where it like it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not saying that that the the cat or the the Jimmy's wrong for smashing cat's girl. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> not wrong for smashing your teammate's girl. Okay. Hey man, the game is the game. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm I'm mad about the cat just didn't do anything about it. And and like, that's and that's exactly it. And honestly, it almost seems like Jimmy did it just to rile the nigga up because cat. Uh, he's a he's a new he's a new generation dude. Uh, younger than us, you know he he's twenty one. 22 maybe now uh yes yeah, so maybe two three um you know he, he he's a part of these new generation of passive stars you know he's a very quiet very mild manner he's very clark kent and you know that's cool but like jimmy's from a different era like you said jimmy lived on the streets so he needs some fire out of his dudes all right out of the people yeah. that he plays with and i'm not saying he did it just to rile him up but like you you smash your teammates girl and you expect at least, at the very least, you know, if it's not going to be uh, Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden with, with nine millimeters in the locker room, then at the very least, you expect some some fisticuffs or maybe even uh, engage, yeah. en- engaging in a duel of some sort. Yeah, see, a duel is a very minimum, but it's like a super-duper minimum. Maybe a subtweet. <laughs> It'd be your own <laughs> niggas. Or something like that. <laughs> But 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 for you to to get your girl smashed and and not, not do a single thing about it, um, and then there was reports earlier last year where um, it was like they were walking back after after a loss and somebody and somebody tweeted that that somebody yelled at Carl Anthony Towns he was a pussy, and yes, eventually there was a couple of reports later that that it was Jimmy who said so. So Jimmy Jimmy's been trying to oh rob cat up or at least just get get cat to show some 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 uh emotion. Yeah, but uh, some of that fire but, uh that Jimmy Ryan Archie Diakono just hit a three. Wow. Um, uh, Markel Fultz just hit a three. You saying gave him a standing ovation? Uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> they legitimately went crazy. Um, but, um, um, but yeah, and you know, and maybe if this was 2005, you know, these tactics would have worked, but not with these generations of new niggas. Um, that's not the way to get your point across. Uh. And you know it's it's led to some issues, which all culminated uh, at Jimmy Butler's first practice of the season about a week ago. Um, and yeah, so uh, the training camp, training camp's been going on for about uh, close to about a month now. Yeah, um, Jimmy just showed up uh, last week. Yes, he showed up last week and proceeded and, uh, to uh, show his ass the entire thing. No pause, twenty eighteen. Uh, I say no. It's definitely. Definitely was inspired by Takashi because he let his nuts hang. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy came into practice. Um, Jimmy said, allegedly said, I'm only here for an hour. Yes. <laughs> and then so the, the, the team went to go scrimmage. Jimmy picked uh, his select group of guys, which included a bunch of second and third teamers. The third teamers. Um, uh, then it goes out there with uh, yeah. Terrence Nunnally. Uh, Keta Bates, Diop, Jared, Jared Terrell. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of whole bunch of niggas that you you might know if you're a deep deep college or deep college basketball yes, head uh, of the past uh, few uh, four against years. a a starting lineup which you know salary wise is owed over three hundred million dollars. Um, it's, it's somewhere in that range. 
and Jimmy Butler took them niggas while talking shit the entire practice. Ran in with the third team, called everybody hoes, uh, hoes, all all types of hoes and bitches and other expletives. Oh. Uh, I say, ladies and gentlemen, and it was, this was not just other players. He was talking shit to uh, Tom Thibodeau. Yes, the head coach. He was even talking shit to the man who writes his checks. Yes. The GM, said, Scott Layden. You fucking need me, you bitch. Tell him what he said. You fucking need me, you bitch-ass nigga. Uh, you can't win without me. Uh, y'all, I, I'm going to come in. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want because y'all can't do shit about it because y'all need me to win. Wow. Um, and then proceeded is, uh... to bust the first team's ass with this team of third stringers. Wow. Jimmy Butler, who was about 6'7", maybe 6'8", guarded Carl say, Anthony Towns. Six, six, maybe. Uh, he, while he, gar- he, like he guarded 6'11", yeah. Carl Anthony Towns in the post. And for those who are basketball uninitiated, that is a shooting guard. Shooting guard, small forward, guard in the center. Um which is the yeah, w- w- like, which um, is the equivalent of I, I, don't, I don't even know how we I got you I got, okay. I got you brother I got you brother it's the equivalent of um uh Bella Hadid uh guarding Khloe Kardashian in the post <laughs> um, yes perfect <laughs> so you can imagine the uh height disparity and and Biden mass disparity there but apparently earlier in the practice cat hits something along the lines of anybody can get it um, and Jimmy said, okay, we'll, we'll get it. And that's when, uh, Jimmy switched on to cat who proceeded to pass out of the post. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so cat had his chance to, to, to take it, to take it to the gym. Uh, man. Yeah. Um, and, and to follow up with the audacity, he talked all this shit, beat the ones with threes, uh, talked shit to everybody, disrespected everybody left practice and went straight into a tell all interview with Rachel Nichols. Uh, <laughs> the pu- that's the craziest part about this so this, yeah this nigga playing this shit for the goddamn yes. game he's a goddamn evil yes. genius this nigga said i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna show up actually first i'm gonna call espn i'm gonna say yo rachel i got some shit for you come come fuck with your boy in minnesota then he said i'm gonna get myself together because i'm gonna fuck these niggas up take Keith. then i'm gonna go i'm gonna go uh walk in walk in the locker room take Keith, like take Keith do i'm gonna walk in the locker room i'm gonna put my hoop earrings yeah. in i'm not even gonna take a shower no I'm just gonna walk over, stinky, hoop earrings, yeah, and tell Rachel Nichols how I bust these niggas' ass. How I bust these niggas' ass. Um, this is uh, this is pinky in the brain. No, it is. I don't think I've ever seen somebody like maneuver and try to finesse their way out of a city, um, you know, or into a trade better than this. Uh, but like, it's like he literally, it's like a sitcom. It's like this nigga said, "I'm gonna literally act as horribly towards everybody as I possibly can." and disrespect everybody as much as I can in order to make y'all get rid of me, and then they didn't get rid of him. Um, and, and as of right now, it looks like unless Minnesota falls off a cliff uh, performance-wise, which they very well can, um, then Jimmy Butler's going to be a part of that team going forward. So it's going to be some very interesting uh, some very interesting locker room interaction. I must say I am very disappointed um, and Carl Anthony Towns, who, you know what, maybe he's not an alpha personality, and not everybody is. You don't have to be an alpha to be a great player, um, but I, w- I will right. say, in fairness, I understand that, you know, all Jimmy knows is, you know, being hard and, and trying to get a rise out of the people that he needs to get a rise out of, but it didn't work in Chicago. Um, it, it became a mutiny. <laughs> between the young guys and the veterans. Oh, so yeah. um, Definitely split the locker room in half. Yeah, I mean, to the point where Rondo, who's a veteran himself, 
had because he knows all about getting abused and disrespected by his vets, Ray Allen. Um, but Rondo had to step in on behalf of the young guys and say, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" And D Wade was just as big as culprit as Jimmy Butler was. It's like, like, listen, niggas, this ain't it. If niggas was walking to the locker room disrespecting y'all like this, whether y'all was rookies or not, treating y'all like y'all not men, it, and that's what it's all about. Whether you a rookie or whether you in your 20th year, these are men. You better approach me and talk to me like a goddamn man. All right? That's it. That's all I want. And if you're not going to give nobody that respect, they're not going to respect you neither. And it's become very contentious in Minnesota because of that. So even if Jimmy, you know, wants out and he pro- and he will eventually find his way out if he want if he's not willing to throw away another season of his prime um then he need to go ahead and figure this shit out get together and maybe he should stop fucking his team his teammates girlfriends um I mean, what incentive does he have to stop fucking his teammates girlfriend what happened the first time he did it nothing <laughs> Who's next? lady wiggins mrs uh, thibodeau yeah <laughs> The owner's wife, basically Jimmy Butler is the motherfucking owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Essentially, I uh, see nothing to prove otherwise. But um, so, I watched the game last night. I watched the game last night, um, and Jimmy looked engaged. Jimmy played engaged. Jimmy was chatting with Cat. Jimmy was catting, chatting with Wiggins. Um, like nothing had happened. So uh, it's going to be a very yeah. interesting, uh, very interesting season. Just, just another, which I won't be paying attention to because goddamn LeBron's in LA. <laughs> Duh. Another interesting uh, subplot and uh, what we've already mentioned is going to be a very interesting um, NBA season. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, sure. a lot of drama going on in the Twin Cities right now, um, and you know, it's a, a lot of perpetuated drama. This drama's been going on for a long time, and it doesn't look like it is anywhere near completion. You know what else ain't nowhere near completion besides the construction in Cleveland? The Pusha T. Drake beef. Uh, just when we thought, just oh, when we thought everything was over with, he pulled us back in. Um, as you know, yeah. as Wes mentioned, his uh, his king, uh, LeBron, um, has a very intuitive uh, mm-hmm. HBO show known as the uh, the Shop. Um, in which is basically is shout, shout, shout to my baby Elena Deladon was on this last episode. I, I will refrain. He double. Oh, please, please say something so I can fly out to Ohio. <laughs> no, with the uh, no, 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 uh, no, that we will not, we will not bring that to air. But um, yeah, and the, the the shop is it really to be on TV? It, it really kind of it, it it does grasp. It gives you that barbershop feel. To be in a barbershop in the dead of night with like four people and a random barber, um, it does give you it with a million TV cameras. It gives you that barbershop feel of the type of topics and things that are discussed. Um, you you right. know, when we really out here kicking in the barbershop, which, as we mentioned, is an absolute safe haven for black men um, and women with fades as well. And. <laughs> so yeah, I said no. So it's not screwing. We got the we got the usually there's a woman in the back who does a yeah. does hairs so in a mini yes. salon. But yes, women with fades, women with uh, tapers and scissors, yes. you are welcome um, as well. And on this episode, we had a uh, Mav Carter who Mav Carter has lost a lot of weight. I didn't even recognize him at first. Uh, shout to Mav. Uh, Mav Carter. Mav Carter hairline on some LeBron shit though. He should push back like a motherfucker. Shout out to Mav. Shout out to Mav, uh, LeBron's uh, business partner. Um, it featured LeBron and most importantly Drake and Drake, 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 Drake. You know, a lot of people since our previous pods have called me a Drake hater. They've called me a pusher, a pusher Terrence Stan, and that's only half true. 
okay? Why I am full, Pusha Terrence Stan. Uh, I'm not a Drake hater. I there are certain aspects of Drake I don't like. Just like you know, there are certain aspects of any artist That's that you bullshit. don't like. You never played more life. You never played more life at the parties. You're a liar. You are correct. I did not play a lot of more life. No, no, no. I, I played. I played what I, needed to be played. I don't know. I was. I wasn't. That I was after my time. So I, I can't. Yeah. 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 You were. You were gone by then. I was just. <laughs> I def. I definitely didn't play as much more life as I played. If you're reading this, is too late. I would tell you that. That's a fact. Um, but, um, you know, and there's things about Drake that I don't like. There's things about any artist that you don't like. You know. Um, uh, but nothing about Jay Z. Love everything about Jay Z. That's actually that's true. Uh, good point. But uh, Drake and one of my one of my issues with Drake is, you know, we talked about the the concept of Drake tries to come off as a good guy, but he's not. Okay, all right, and that's okay. You don't have to be some stand up guy. You don't have to be no moral pillar. You like you are the biggest star in hip hop. We actually expect you not to be, but yet he continues to try to push this narrative. That he is just that, that he is just he he's so he's so uh, emotionally available and he's so in tune and he's so and he cares about everybody and their feelings and as we've seen from the list of a lot of women that he's dealt with he don't care about a lot of those women's feelings he don't care about a lot of people's feelings in general and that's okay but you don't got to keep pushing that fucking narrative so that narrative exists now with him and his well, I, don't, I don't understand why you're trying to trying to. Point the finger at him for trying to play the victim. And now his, I won't forget this. his, sti- his still current at the moment friend, uh, 40. Um, it, and the craziest thing about the whole shop interview, other than the whole, uh, what I tell you, what I tell you, what I text you, that I can never disappoint you. LeBron is two years older than Drake and talking to him like he's his dad. Stop it. All right. Man, I don't know, man. Let a nigga with three rings come talking that shit to me. I don't know how I would react. But other than that, it was the main thing was Drake said that, first of all, he said the story of Addy Down was trash, and he knows that's not true. He said, he, he he's I'm sorry that's a Drake yes. um he, he said that it was a he said it was a smart chess move on Push's part um and he also he he tried to continue this narrative that um oh he just had this vicious outrageous vile filthy track that that he was waiting to unleash but but ah. then Jay Prince and multiple other people came to him and said oh no no you can't drop this this is going to end careers this is a lie this is an entire lie because if I I believe as Joe Budden said, I believe he recorded something, but he did he record a career ending track? No, because if he did, he would have dropped it. Period. That's it. That's it. I, see, I, see, this is where we. It's, I feel like I knew we was going to uh, differentiate on this topic from from the minute we talked about it. But I, I I feel like Drake has some shit shit cooked up. He he's very resourceful. He's the big, biggest artist in almost probably the biggest artist in the world right now, outside like maybe Beyonce or something. So I feel like he he had some shit in the bag. Like I feel like he had some 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 solid shit in the bag. I mean, it's not too much you could pull up on push. He could have could have pulled a couple receipts. Um, but I feel like it was more so had some shit for Kanye yeah. that that would have would have fucked Kanye. But and and I feel him in a sense is like that's not really that's not really Drake's lane. Drake 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 likes to play the tough guy. But, but really I mean, guy. we've seen him. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in in terms of full beefs, I guess the only full 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 fledged beef 
that he had was was uh, Meek. I mean, it, but but he also had yeah. you know he had some shit with Cuddy and why it wasn't a full beef and why he didn't make a full song. He sent some shots at Cuddy, including making fun of his mental health issues. Um, you know, so it's like that, and, and that's where my problem comes in. Now you decide that all of a sudden, you, you after after the beef has started, after you drop the freestyle, and after Push drops a, a outrageously disrespectful diss track, now all of a sudden you don't want to drop it. You weren't saying that when Infrared came out. You weren't saying that in the middle of these other beefs. And I'm not saying that somebody can't grow and progress because we talk about progression all the time on this pod. But it's like you picked a very odd time to all of a sudden, again, have some type of moral pillar or stand on a moral pillar, which I don't think he's really on. Honestly, I do think he cooked up something. He probably cooked up something nice. But I just don't think that it was good enough to really fire back at the story of Adidon. And if it was, he would have dropped it. At the end of the day, Drake is a rap historian. He's a student of the game. He knows how this game goes. He knows what rap is about. He's the smartest dude out here in terms of marketing himself. And at the end of the day, it's just I, whatever he had cooked up, he didn't have it. He, he didn't have enough. Or if he really did have something and decided not to respond, then don't say, oh, yeah, I got something that I could have dropped. I just didn't put it out yet. Don't say nothing about the track at all if you're not going to drop it. Don't say, oh, it was it was amazing. I'm just not putting it out. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that that's where I agree with you on. Like, yeah, like if you're not gonna let this bitch loose, don't 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 flake, don't front on like like it's something crazy. Um, real quick though, I just saw the first ever jersey exchange post basketball game I've ever seen. <laughs> Who the fuck um, did that? <laughs> ben Simmons and um, Anton or Antonio Blackney Blakeney. Why they both played? They both played at LSU. Together. Oh yeah, they did. You're right. But, but still, I don't know why you're. It's basketball. Just, just you're gonna see the just texting that guy. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, so yeah. So like on, on on that Drake topic, yeah. If you if you're not gonna drop the track, don't 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 talk about it like like it is something. But you you are right. It is it is a weird time for him to kind of kind of pull back from this beef um, and not let let the music go. But I don't know, man. I I kind of feel him too. Like he, he he's focused on on getting the album out. Um, and that song I feel like would have kind of would have drove tension uh, attention away from the purpose of the album because the album was really built for 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 that i mean it would have drove ears to it yeah. but the people that's gonna listen to drake gonna listen to drake regardless yeah drake that, is gonna hit his numbers no matter what yeah that's true and it, it did come at you know at an inconvenient time as he was trying to get the album out but um again you know and and push T discussed at nauseum on joe button's pod you know when it came to breaking down um you know the whole drake situation is that you know, again, just like I said, Drake lo- loves to stand on these moral pillars and, you know, act like he's defending, you know, the crown or defending somebody's shield or something like that. And this nigga said this. Mm, let me dial it back before before I, I end up wild, <laughs> before I end up wilding like I did on previous episodes of the pot. He said that everything in the story of Adidon was fair game. Um, he was not bothered by anything that Pusha T said about his child. Where he was supposedly bothered was what Push said about 40. First of all, I'm sorry. That's a problem. I don't care if 40's your best friend in the world. Wes, you and I are very close. If, if we get into a beef and, or if I get into a beef with somebody and they start disrespecting, or not even disrespecting, even speaking my future child's name, that's grounds for death. All right? Um, period. Um, right. 
And, 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 but but if they start talking, yeah, if somebody says some shit about you, I'll be upset. If somebody said, oh, Wes is, Wes is a fucking alcoholic with a prescription pill problem. And? And, <laughs> and, and, Your and this nigga XYZ. And this nigga XYZ. If somebody said that shit about you, I would be upset. But hell no, I'm not. That's not going to take present over somebody speaking on my child. Also, like, what the fuck is wrong? Yeah. is wrong with you, bro? I mean, I mean. I guess I'm playing the drink advocate here. Um, yes. <laughs> so like, it's not like, it's, I don't think Push ain't saying anything disrespectful about, about Drake's child. He said, True. oh, nigga, you have a child that you're hiding. I am hiding a child. He did, so what? He did He did disrespect his mom, though, as well. Mom. He disrespects his mom a little bit. Not nothing crazy. Not even his baby. Not even his baby mom. His mom. He don't give a shit about his baby mom. We know that. He talked. He talked. Shut up, Oh yeah, he did talk about his mom. He talked about his dad. His dad wearing suits and shit. Um, yeah, hey, he had, he had it coming. I don't, I don't think I don't think it was anything super crazy. But like his mom, like Drake's been wild, uh, honest about his mother and kind of her her situations. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm what like I, I'm what pusher on is everything. Like if if it's rap beef. Everything's on the yeah. table, but I can see where Drake gets upset. Like, cause, cause his man is literally sick. His man is it has a has yeah. a medical that is going to lead to his death at some point. So yeah. for for push to kind of push that button for him, I can understand where Drake's coming from. Um, yeah. Same time, beef is beef, but yeah. I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of with Drake right now. I, I tweeted at him. I was like, I need the link to the song if you have it. I'm not gonna share it, but I, I need the link to the song. <laughs> Just see what he was talking about. So Drake got really upset about that and the bars that were sent to 40. And I will say the bars that were sent to 40 was fucked up. And I've said before, instead of anal- spending time analyzing, you know, uh, just, you know, Drake versus Pusha T, maybe we need to spend some more time analyzing Pusha T's mental state because that nigga has some problems. He is the most petty, vindictive, vengeful rapper yeah. that I have seen in quite some time. Um, maybe yeah, ever. Yeah. He's pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's, it's not a game. To, it's rap for everybody else. This shit is not it's not it's not rap for him. This is this uh, is life. But that's it's another story for another day. But uh, um, you know, so Drake gets all up in arms about what's said about forty. But then uh, you know, push finally goes on Joe Budden's pod and sets the record straight. Everybody assumed because Kanye is wilding the fuck out right now. Um, that he was the one that because he had been working closely with Drake, Drake was just out in that bitch just writing music for him. And Kanye claimed that, you know, they was gonna do some shit together, and then he just kinda took that shit and put it on his album and said, Ha ha, nigga, and my song now, bye. Um, <laughs> um it's, it's like it's like you were there. Yeah. Everybody assumed that, you know, it was Kanye leaking information, and Kanye said that he didn't leak the information, but nobody gives two fucks about anything that comes out of Kanye West's mouth in uh the year of our lord 2018 so uh nope. you know we just all still assume that he was just lying but push set the record straight that it was uh that it wasn't kanye it was 40 allegedly um that it was or not 40 himself but victim 40 was a victim of pillow talking and man if it, it, it's goddamn pretty it's goddamn pretty right <laughs> I mean, I knew if, if this don't take you back to and if you pillow talking with the women who are screwing you, just know that she gonna tell another nigga when she threw with you. Nigga when she threw with you. The Book of Aubrey. It'd be a, verse six. Yeah. Light up. Um. Listen. Yeah. Listen here, buddy. Yeah. I do not know if I believe. Woo! Hot sizzle. I do not of know. A take. I yeah. Yeah. Here's a take. Also. 
I don't know if I believe Drake. Wow. I don't know what to, I don't know what to believe. Um, I, it's definitely very feasible that, that the Drake scenario happened. We went out with Kanye, talked about his son, showed a picture of Kanye's son, and then old, old blabbermouth uh, in the middle of his uh, speech against Medicare and about his speech on uh, separating immigrant children <laughs> happened to just talk about push, push about uh, Drake's child. That's very plausible. Also, same time, it's plausible that, that 40 was um, pillow talking and uh, let, let loose that secret slide and that made its way back to push. Um, but from a uh, Drake advocate right here, doesn't it make sense for Pusha to to, to put this uh, theory forward? Because um, Drake's getting all all up in arms, saying, "Hey, nothing, nothing that you said really, really hit home for me, except for you talking about my boy." And then Push conveniently comes with, "You know what? It was your boy who told me this." Uh, so I mean, I, mean I, I can't speak to whether it's the truth or not, but that that would be the the the, the move you want to say, like, "Hey, man, yeah. you're getting all you're getting all defensive about your man who." Said this whole yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, you can see goddamn, goddamn psychopath. He, that's the whole point. He is trying to rip OVO apart from the inside. He is trying to plant a bomb inside uh, on some SpongeBob shit in their lower intestine uh, on uh, on some shit and just let that bitch tick down until it eats away at the lining of your stomach and destroys OVO from the inside. He's a fucking psychopath. Like you said, yeah. but um, yeah. first of all, uh, actually Drake has to get my first L of the week, not for anything involving necessarily involving his beef, but who the fuck sits down and tells Kanye about their secret child? Who the fuck's telling Kanye secrets in 2018? Yeah, I, I wouldn't tell Kanye known facts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, definitely. definitely like, check, check I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. That is an outrageous L. Why he thought he could, when nobody in the world knows, probably outside of his camp and maybe his family, why the fuck you feel like Kanye is the one who you can divulge your deepest, darkest information to? That's an L. And Drake, you got to hold that one. But um, will I say that I don't believe Push? Now, again, I will preface by saying I'm a Pusher T stan. And after I besmirched his good name a couple of times on this pod for canceling his show Mm -hmm. um, in Cleveland, he has rescheduled his show in Cleveland. I will be there. So So, uh, (laughs) um, all the nigga got to do to get your graces is is come back. It's come back to a place. Yeah, pretty much. I respect it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, shit, we did it with LeBron, too. So (laughs) what can we say? But um, Push is a lot of things, but he's not a liar. Is he? He's a psychopath. Yes. Is he petty? Yes. Does he have still have braids? Yes. But he's not a liar. He he for he's kept it one thou while in ninety eight percent of his raps, which is a much higher uh, shooting percentage than every other nigga in the game. Um, a- a- am I, I right? I don't think Gucci's ever, ever lied. Um, I've heard it a lot. I've heard it. Uh, maybe not maybe not maybe Gucci has a lot purposely Aubrey ain't lied yet Uh, huh really really what huh okay alright yes Uh, I'm I'm sorry Two two Chains has never told a single lie he's batting a thousand but outside of that um yeah uh, outside of that not sure so I don't know I don't I can't. I don't. Know, I can't see him randomly lying about that because also, 
you know, like you said, it does seem it does seem a little convenient. Lying, like this nigga came out like two couple days after Drake shit dropped, saying like the complete opposite. You know what I mean? Yeah, but 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 here's but the reason why I I see it more as truth is because you look at Push and Push said that you know if this beef were to continue, um, I have a lot more in the clip for for Drake if need be. Um, I have a, I have tracks on top of tracks and documents on documents of classified information mm-hmm. that I'm ready to put out. But he didn't. When the beef ended, the only thing that he said was, "Oh, I got more shit if need be." Oh yeah, I think surgical I want the beef. And I he hasn't. St- it's gonna be a surgical summer, and he ain't said shit about it since. So it's been a lot of people in the comments and in, in DJ Wackademics uh, posts, and a lot of people, a lot of people on the, on the shade. Boo, boo this man. A lot of people in the in the comments on the shade room and all over, all the Drake stands like yourself claiming, why is Push still talking about this? Why he blah blah blah? Don't nobody well, care about him. Break. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> he's, he's he's irrelevant. But he he hasn't been walking around talking about the beef. He ain't said shit about it until Drake went on the shop and decided to reopen that wound. And once he reopened the wound and said some shit that he that Push felt like ain't one hundred. Then that's when Push was like, nah, all right, nigga, you, you want to take it back to this beef stage? Then I'm going to take it right back there and bring some of that extra info that I has tucked into the clip just in case some shit like this happened. Alleged. So that's Alleged what I info. <laughs> so that's So that's what I see this situation as, a continuance. Oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. soon as Drake opened his mouth again, Push decided to clap back. For sure. So, I, so, I, so yeah, I don't, I don't see it as a lie. I just see it as I think Drake still needs to stop while he's ahead. There's still no way that he can lose the beef. Yeah, but no, there that's, is a, but, that's exactly but, the point. But, like, but but there is a way that he can come out not looking as good. So maybe just just stop talking about it. Yeah, you know let, because your, your big you, you you know don't let your big brother Bron bait you in the uh, bait you into talking about this shit for ratings and let push come back and sauce you up again. See, Let's not a, do that. That's exactly what I was going to speak on. I said, yeah. you know what? If you want to point fingers here, the finger <laughs> point a goddamn Maverick Carter. That's the yeah. nigga that asked the question, kept kept bringing up a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Maverick, Maverick, stop, stop your shit, Maverick, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> uh, because, like I said, yeah. So, like th- this, this I think is gonna gonna it, it might continue. Like the best, the best uh, course of action for Drake is kind of leave it alone. Like you said, he there's there is not really way he can lose his beef, but but he we could fuck up his reputation, keep fucking with push because pushing got number time nothing. and nothing but information and diss songs. Nothing. So nothing. You might you might see. Some I don't even know if you you might see maybe a petty a petty shot here or there yeah. from each of the ones trying to trying to bait the other yeah. one, but um Drake needs to focus on um doing his thing. Push needs to focus on doing his thing, um and we'll uh 40. We'll see where this and, 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 and listen forty. So you know just to wrap this up, according to Push, uh forty has a woman who he's involved with who he talks to for five to six hours a day, um and. He basically vents. He vents uh, all of his frustrations with with Drake or with OVO or with whatever, and he vents it all to this woman, um, who I'm going to guess the push paid a nice bag to uh, to get her to divulge this information. Um, and wait, wait, say that again. I'm sorry, I was watching Lakers. Could you say it again. Um, thanks. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. 40's involved with a woman who he pillow talks with, uh, supposedly five to six hours yes. a day, <laughs> um, and. Uh, Forty goes to her and dive and you know talks to her, divulges all the information, 
about Drake, about OVO, about his frustrations and whatnot, issues they have within their friendship. And, you know, through this woman um, is where Push got a lot of this information from um, because 40 was pillow talking with the women who was screw that was screwing him. And I assume that, like I said, the Push gave her a nice bag, um, you know, to. Oh, oh, for to get sure. This- you know that's how that's how uh, this thing goes. Once you, once beef pops off, the, the research everybody turns into a goddamn uh, librarian yes. or turns into a goddamn college <laughs> kid on Friday, uh, <laughs> popping out classes out and focus on what uh, you're trying to get. But information I mean, if you go back and, and and listen to the story of Addy Don and some of the subsequent interviews, um, this information and the reason why I believe it, you again said that you know weren't sure about the validity of the situation. Another reason. Only, the, only but the side, reason why another side. reason why I believe it is this is very direct and specific information that push has been that 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 push has put out into the world that he was supposedly given by this woman. He wasn't just out here like, yeah, so I heard Drake has a vague secret possibly involving children that might or might not be his or could possibly be belong to another person that he might or might not be telling the truth about. It shit wasn't vague. This nigga was bringing out dates, times, specifics, the name of the child. And if that's the case, man, I don't know. You got to get that from a pretty direct source. And Pillow Talking, unfortunately, is a direct source. Um, you know. You know, what, you know what else is a direct source? Talking to the nigga's label manager, sending him a picture of the child allegedly like i mean it, like it could go either way it, it, so like it, i, I i'm oh lakers wearing the home yellows on the road Ooh, you know oh boy it, but um yeah so it's um <laughs> it, it, it could be uh but one thing that uh we can definitely say is that um you know uh this this beef yeah you know this beef yet. is nowhere near finito um which is going to bring us into uh our top five top five top five top five of the week um rap is known rap is has been built upon beef i've watched every beef dvd at least 20 times um i know i know how this how the situation goes Mm -hmm. uh rap literally elevates people or rap beef elevates people to new levels listen pop beef don't get down like this all right sorry country beef don't get down like this rap beef i don't know i heard you heard that last tim mcgraw shot at garth brooks (laughs) Rap motherfucking beef is some of the most enthralling shit in all of entertainment. It captivates you. You see now we still sitting here talking about it on the pod months and months and months later um, after after the initiation of it. Um, it, 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 it just creates an entire um, buzz that really can't be matched by too many other events um, in music, really other than people dying, which sometimes the beefs lead to. But... Right. Our top five, top five, top five of the week are our top five rap beefs. Um, favorite rap beefs in history. Wes, as always, I'm going to let you go first because I have quite a few. So you go ahead, get them shits off. That's not surprising in the least. <laughs> but yeah, to kind of, kind, of, kind of piggyback off that, yeah, rap is, is competitive. And one thing in competitive uh, genres or competitive arenas, you're going to have that competition where niggas feel like they're the best. Um, and sometimes that can lead to beef. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it can be it gets personal. As, uh, sometimes it's very lyrics. personal. Yeah. Sometimes it can be song lyrics. Sometimes it can be uh, niggas think subliminal. Niggas think that somebody said something about him. It can, it's a whole whole different array of things that can lead to beef. Um, I got a couple honorable mentions. Um, I actually do have a full five this time. Um, oh. 
I might just cut, I might just cut a few off pause. Actually, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know why. You, okay, I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, so uh, honorable mention. Um, I have a couple low key beefs on here. Uh, so my first one is going to be Gilly versus Lil Wayne. Woo! Um, this is a very very specific beef. Uh, so this was uh going back in the days in which Gilly was a ghostwriter for Cash Money. Yes. Um, and then uh. Gilly left. I forget what the original reason for uh, the screamer was, but Gilly left, and that spawned some beef between himself and uh, Dwayne Michael Carter, um, which led to one of my favorite songs. I, I listened to this shit uh, multiple times on my own. Some tr- drives down to Virginia to see the family. Uh, Front like your daddy. Front like your daddy. Uh, <laughs> which was a goddamn slapper. Yes, um, I was definitely in between here. I was a big Wayne fan, but Gilly was from Philly, so I, I had to. Absolutely. I had to I to- total line on this beef. Um, uh, second hour mention is my last hour mention. No, I got one more okay. after this. Um, it's Drake's many beefs. Um, Drake has many beefs. Uh, you would think a, a Canadian, a Jewish Canadian <laughs> rapper who was an actor would would be the bee's knees, and everybody would have no issues with him. But that uh, that is not the case. Um, so we've got we got Drake versus Common, Drake versus Tiger, Drake versus Joe Budden, Drake versus himself. Um, yeah. A few different uh, Drake beefs to go around. Um, the most notable one I have later on, but Drake is a, he's a target for, for some people. Is it because he's the best rapper? I don't know. It could be. That's, that's, that's my opinion of it. But, um, yeah, Drake is, Drake is not everybody's, uh, number one in the game. Another honorable mention is, uh, 50 Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. Um, his beef led to a stabbing. Yes, with a butter knife, um, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shout out to Dark Child. <laughs> um, this beef is, uh, it's still ongoing. Uh, it's one of it the longest running beefs in hip hop. Um, oh my God, LeBron! Oh boy, oh boy. Um, <laughs> we go win this goddamn championship um, after three minutes. Um, but anyway, so I'm um, back at back at my top five. So the Jaru Fifty Beef. Um, most people are, are aware of that. That's one of the beefs to happen in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. We got to witness it in real time. Um, this is a big beef. I don't, I don't know much more to say about that. Yeah. Getting into my actual top five. Uh, number five, uh, it's going to be Bow Wow versus Romeo. Yeah, for for my money. Hey, you know, I, I, money. I was going to include it, but I was like, I know you're going to include it, so I'm 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 okay. Mm-hmm. You already <laughs> know. Good. Included the the best uh rap beef song of all time. Um, you can't shine, you can't like, shine me. like me. I love Romeo. Hey, Greatest hey, rap beef. But, song of all time. Uh, I also want to say that. that Romeo thoroughly washed Bow. Thoroughly, wasn't even yeah. close. So just remember that, children. Oh yeah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. You you might know this nigga from I- ICDC commercials. Let's think of ICDC dead ass on Bow Wow. So <laughs> know that. Don't ever forget that. Um, I had number four. I have a uh, Takashi versus everybody. Um, <laughs> you know what? That's uh, fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> the fact that he he is still alive is absolutely baffling this at this point. Beef. Honestly, yeah. this nigga's um beef per rapper uh average <laughs> is higher than anybody i've seen uh yes. in the rookie season this is this nigga's still a rookie and he's uh, leading leagues leading league in beefs and uh, leading leagues in beefs versus coasts um different genres this nigga's all over the place so it's kashi mm-hmm. versus everybody um definitely makes my top five beef list yep number three we're getting to the bigger beefs that ever that that, that know to happen in the genre drake and meek um at the time drake still was one of the Probably the biggest, biggest, definitely the biggest rap artist at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Meek was in that in that upper echelon too uh, of rap. Um, got into their beef over Drake uh, led to not writing his own lyrics. Led to led to one of the most uh, popping diss songs that you that you'll definitely hear out 
out and about Absolutely. in the mix. Um, um, which definitely led to the uh, prevalence of uh, and people deciding that Drake won the beef. I, um, I, I will also say I, I would like to give people say I don't give Drake enough credit on this show. Um, Drake, uh, I will say the Drake Meek beef uh, brought rap beef back. I, I don't think for a long time for sure. it, it wasn't really a thing. Like it was there. But like it wasn't really a mainstream thing like it used to be in the '90s and early 2000s. This beef, uh, and preferably, you know, Drake's ability to not just take a beef song, but take a beef song and make it into a fucking hit, um, is what brought beef back to prominence. So thank you, Aubrey. See credit. There we go. No, we just gotta get you to say push this liar, <laughs> and then we'll be back on track. But um, but yeah, everybody knows about that beef. Not gonna get too into that too much deeper. Pause, maybe. Um, no pause. Number two, uh, yeah, no pause. Twenty eighteen. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, beef number two. Um, the greatest rapper of all time. Uh, Sean Corey Carter is versus there... some some fake woke nigga named not not yeah, Nas. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Nas, Nas, Nas from from Nas from Flushing from Flushing Queens. Nas from Nas from Staten Island. <laughs> um, from upstate. So, from upstate. From upstate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this uh this is one of the more popular beats of all time. Um ooh, spawning that shit got perhaps, dirty. That shit got dirty. Got, got, got very dirty. Yeah. Spawning perhaps one of the greatest probably this, after uh You Can't Shine Like Me, probably the second greatest uh beef song of all time, Ether. I'm not particularly a super duper fan of Ether, but really? I, can, I can respect it as a as a classic of it. Hell no. It's a whole bunch of just name calling and lies. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jay Z brought out fact after fact after fact. And um, so I th- well, we'll get into, we'll get into that at some some later point when we discuss probably around December episode when Jay Z's birthday comes around. Yes, we'll do a Jay Z appreciation episode. Oh, absolutely. But, um, so yeah, that spawned some some beef. That was a, another lo- a long lasting beef, um, between two of the bigger artists. Well, the, probably Jay Z's probably the biggest artist in the game. Um, around that two thousand two thousand one time, and Nas was Nas was right there with him. So. That was interesting to see. And that was coming off the heels of the uh, number one beef of all time, clearly, um, Tupac and Biggie. Yes, sir. Um, horrible beef that that actually led to <laughs> both these artists perishing, yeah. um, which is crazy. Um, you hate to see it because rap is uh, it's supposed to be rap. It's supposed to be about music. It's supposed to be about, about feelings, about music. Um, and this shit actually went sideways. Um, so you hate to hate to put it at number one, but but um, it was a number one beef. Yeah. A, a lot of disrespectful songs, a lot of... Uh, scenarios um but it's gotta be number one beef um so basically that, that's my top five but 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 listening to my top five just come away with little romeo has the best uh ever rap disc all of time. all time that's, yes. what, that's what that's what you need actually you know what best musical wow. disc wow. of all time okay um ooh, yeah pretty uh pretty staunch words my g but um you know as i hop into my top five um I, a nice honorable mention i threw in just for you uh beans Beanie Siegel versus Jadakiss, uh, straight out of Philly. Um, oh, boy. That was oh a boy. strong one. And that was a good one because it was purely for sport. Um, Jadakiss just took exception to, you know, a couple bars that Beans threw in on his uh, on his debut single. Um, and then next thing you know, uh, these niggas had the whole D-block and the all-state property involved. And it was just, it, this was fun. It was fun mm-hmm. beef, okay? Um, and that's- uh, It could have, I want to say people got shot at. But, um, did anybody did did anybody get hit? Oh, okay, Leslie Chow. <laughs> um, 
yes, no one, no one died, but but it was it was it was it was still a fun beef between uh one of my favorite artists and another one of my uh. Jadakiss is somewhere around my top top ten. Yeah, I'm 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 a huge Jadakiss fan. Um, my other uh honorable mention um is going to be um. Fuck! Oh, game versus G Unit. Um, now that could have been one and made into my top five, and oh, you will see a lot more fifty in in my top five. But um, you know, it was it was it was because it was like a classic tale. Like you know, as we mentioned, big wrestling fan. It was that classic. You got a tag team, and then one of them niggas turn on each other. One becomes a good guy, one becomes a bad guy, and they have a legendary feud with each other. That's basically yep. what it was. Yeah. Game Seth Rollins. Uh, <laughs> uh, Put less tight pants. Uh, basically, you know, Fifty is known as the biggest beefer. Really, it, uh, like that. That might that, that's a pause. I'm, uh, no pause. Twenty eighteen is in full effect. But I'm at the pause that. Uh, yeah, biggest biggest beefer. Wow. All right, it's getting late. Um, Fifty has the largest number of beefs per capita of probably any yes. rapper in the history of music. Um, and, and that's cool. And, you know, basically, you know, he had an ongoing feud with, with Fat Joe for whatever reason. I still don't really know why that started. But nope. um, he basically kind of told Game, hey, if I'm beefing with somebody, the rest of the crew is beefing with him. He's like, hey, I ain't got no problem with Fat Joe. Fat Joe pretty cool. And then after that, Curtis kicked him out of G-Unit. And Game came back with some, uh, with, with some, some legendary joints, including 300 bars. Um, oh boy, trying to bars are running. Oh yeah, boy. Uh, and, and I will say that game firmly won this beef. Um, and it, 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 really. it really wasn't even close, even though it didn't really end up helping his career too much afterwards. Um, he, he's still around, so that means something. Uh, that's my other honorable mention. Now, as we get into the top five, that's your top five. Number five sure. is T.I. versus Lil Flip, T.I. versus Shorty Low, and T.I. Game over. Oh. <laughs> Who was last? Who was last when you said you went Luda. out a little bit? Luda. Um, now, T.I. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Luda was very competitive, and honestly, it was more just about being the best rapper in Atlanta. Again, another another fun one. Um, <laughs> shout out to good old Young Buck. Definitely uh, learned some tricks from Fifty Cent's book. Um, you know that beef kind of mm-hmm. waged for years, and it culminated in um, Young Buck unknowingly getting both them niggas to appear on the same song. Um, just didn't say shit. Not the book. Uh, didn't say shit. Um, they essentially recorded verses for the same song, both dissing each other while they were on the same song. I had no idea they were doing it. Um, so shout out to Buck for putting that together. That one, I can't even say anybody really won. It was just kind of fun. Uh, Ti versus Lil Flip. Man, this is a legendary one of the beef DVDs. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know how. I I don't know how it started. Do you know how it started? Um. Uh. Yeah. Clifford said something about uh, flips braids. Uh, he said, he said sunshine wasn't hard, and then uh, <laughs> flip, flip went off. Um. Yeah. I can't exactly pinpoint the beginning of it. Uh. But um. Yeah. Just it. it it's a beef that they got pretty deep. Uh. And uh. You know. Just a lot of shit talking. A lot of back and forth. A lot of gun toting. Gun talk. Until Ti pulled one of the greatest moves in the history of beef. That nigga pulled up in the Clover Projects in Houston looking for Lil Flip. Um, he yep. rode through this nigga's projects looking for this nigga, and Scarface had to step in 
and intervene and say, hey, you need to chill out. Um, and I, I, I honestly tip just bitched him in, in, in this situation. Um, and uh, he would go on to that was, that was last yeah, and then he would go on. This was uh, I think 2004, 2005, and then he would go on in 2007's uh, We Taking Over. Uh, me and H Town Southside Cloverland Daddy, I'm the man out in Dallas, better ass Khaled. Just to let just to remind niggas, hey, I'm the man in your projects, little flip. Um, extremely disrespectful, very uh. Surprise! Yeah, no one yeah, died exactly. Uh, I think there were some shots fired, but nobody died. Um, and the last one in the tip trifecta is Shorty Low. And you know what? R.I.P. to the legend, uh, Shorty Low. Um, obviously, obviously, we will never sure. speak ill of the dead whatsoever. But I just think Shorty Low just got in way over his head in that situation. Um, apparently, Lo yeah. took some offense to the fact that. Um, Basically, T.I. wasn't shouting him out as one of the guys in Atlanta when Shorty Lowe wasn't really a rapper rapper. He was, you know, a drug guy. And, uh, but. And? And the creator of D4L. Um, anything else? He deserves, he deserves respect. He deserves respect. Was this before or after his album? Because, quick hot take, Unison City, one of the best uh, debut I, rap I, albums. Listen, I, I greatly enjoy Eunice in the City. Uh, this was, it was around the time of his debut. Um, and he basically took a set okay. to the fact, he basically said T.I. wasn't showing him enough love. He's saying T.I. was not mentioning him as one of the greats in the city or at least one of the most influential uh, people in the city musically. And he definitely was that. So he started sending some shots to T.I. But the problem was he started sending shots to uh, T.I. while he was getting prepared to go to jail. Um, which was like, okay, nigga, yeah, he's not even really gonna be able to respond to it. Oh, oh, T.I. found the time. Um, so before he got locked up and before he went away and did a year bid, um, he made sure to go in and record one of my favorite diss tracks. Um, and I was gonna say in the last decade, but that was 11 years ago. Um, what up, what's happening? What up? What's happening? My shit. So what did T.I. do again? Once again, went to Shorty Lowe's projects because he's just a reckless nigga. That, that's, that's, that's a, that's a T.I. move. Um, classic, classic T.I. move. He went, to short, he went to Shorty Lowe's projects in his hood, brought the whole hood out, including Lil Duval, and uh, essentially recorded yeah. a very long diss song. Comes in at 5 minutes and 36 seconds. I know because I love that song so much. And uh, oh he just, he just, he basically, from that point, kind of ended Shorty Lowe's rap career. It was kind of, it wasn't too much left after that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, again, uh, yeah, 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 again, yeah. again, RIP to the legend, but he just kind of, he got it. He wasn't ready for tip. Pause. Big pause. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> One of those episodes. I yes, think. that was number five. Number four, um, Gucci versus Jeezy. Uh I was going to say, I, I didn't think you were going to bring it up, yeah. but yeah, I, I thought about it as soon as we started this list, as soon as I, as soon as I finished uh, mine. Talk, yes, talk about when it got ugly. Negroes died over this. Uh, if you read Gucci Man's autobiography, then you got a lot, of, a lot more insight into this beef than we had before. Very insightful. Excellent book uh, if anybody needs to read it. So I definitely, definitely didn't read. I meant to get it. Haven't got um, it yet. But, uh... So basically, essentially, uh, you know, they were cool. Um, they were always kind of cool in the beginning. We'll see themselves around Atlanta. A lot of shit takes place in Atlanta. Um, 
So it comes mm-hmm. down to uh, you know, the track the uh that you know the, 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 that brought Gucci track. into the mainstream. Uh, so I say, um, I see. And apparently, it was a song they went to the studio and they recorded, um, with the agreement that we'll figure out later on who the track is supposed to go to, like whose album is supposed to be on. And Gucci was just kind of like, "Hey, nigga, let's put this shit on my album, and we not gonna tell Jeezy." Uh, Actually, Gucci's label said that. Let's put this shit on my album. We ain't gonna tell Jeezy. Yes. Um, the album. So so icy or icy goes on uh, Gucci Man's album. Um and uh Jeezy can't use it after that. So he he gets the royalties from the feature, but he doesn't get the money from actually having it on his album. Uh fucks with Jeezy's money and uh shit gets rough you really. Play with my money. It's like playing my emotions. Smokey. Um, you know uh, Jeezy came with stay strapped. Um Oh boy. Uh, yeah, uh which is a rough even one. His own, even his own mama know Roger Davis a bitch. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. So then uh not too long after that, one of Jeezy's niggas was killed by Gucci. So yeah. Who didn't go to jail. No, he was acquitted. Self defense. Um but, but <laughs> I think that enough doesn't get made enough doesn't get made of that. Like we're not I'm not here we're not here to big big up uh death in any way, in any form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Um but, and, and yeah, a lot of rappers talk about talk, talk about being being that nigga doing this, this and that. Yeah, and uh, there's only one rapper I know who beat a charge. Yes, absolutely, and Snoop Snoop Dogg as well. But ah, yes, uh, oof, yeah, and it just got uglier from there. It actually, turned into a beef also with DJ Drama because uh, you know um, Gucci Gucci had a good relationship with Drama then, but of course he ended up becoming really close with Jeezy. So that became, you know, a, a, a whole beef. Drama was able to settle the beef um, for a while, and then Gucci just kind of said, fuck it, and just went and just reignited that shit uh, for various reasons. Again, have to reread the autobiography, but that nigga was going off a lot of pills and lean back then. And uh, the beef... And? And? What? Your point being, <laughs> and uh, it just kind of continued um, until they finally seemingly squashed it for good. Not that long ago, a couple a couple years back. So uh, you know, now that Gucci is skinny and in a good place and married and, and a clone. Now you know, hopefully we won't have any problems with that. Jeezy's uh, about to retire. Gucci's a clone, so hopefully we don't have to worry about either of them getting killed by the other. But this was one of the you talk. It was one of the. The, the more beefy beefs like this there like there was a lot of uh a lot of shit behind that one uh for my number shit was that four uh, i believe so okay so number, number three maybe i don't know we've we been going yeah through this it, yeah it's all good number three uh is not so much as a beef more of a publicity stunt but kanye versus 50 um now, I thought about that, but but that I said that wasn't that wasn't beefy enough. Pause. <laughs> and then, now, now here's why I include it as one of my favorites. Um, you talk about you know as as I mentioned you know in the the opening to the segment, talk about beef elevating the arts or beef elevating the artists, and that was exactly what this shit did. Um, as we found out later on, that it wasn't an actual beef. And it was all something that was drummed up to build up anticipation and excitement for uh, Kanye and 50 Cent's albums, uh, Graduation and Curtis, respectively. Um, that both dropped on, I believe that was September 11th, uh, 2007. Um, 
we found out it was a publicity stunt later on, but man, that it, that event was so, it was so highly anticipated. Like it was it was a thing. I remember I remember tuning into BET. Yes. Yes. Face off. Um, yeah, it was it was real. Yeah, so like it was in terms of in terms of mainstream beefs other than Biggie versus Pac East Coast West Coast, this was a huge one. This was a huge one because um it 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 reminded you why one of those situations that reminds you why you love hip hop so much or why you love music in general so much. That face off they had on 106 in part was legendary. They took over the whole show. It was all 50 Cent and Kanye West performing shit off the album. Yeah. Um you know, and it, it, it was this showdown, like, what's going to sell more, graduation or Curtis? Niggas was walking around the hallway in schools like, hey, you going to buy graduation? You going to buy Curtis? Which team you on? You get what I'm saying? Like, it became, like, this huge, this very, very big deal and didn't end up doing anything but helping um, and advancing and growing both artists. So when you look at it from, from, a, from a strategic perspective, from a marketing perspective, best beef of all time from a marketing perspective. And that's why I, inclu- I included it on sure. the list. Um, because you know, it, it yep. definitely deserves a spot in history. Uh, number two, um, number two, I, I gotta take it old school for this one. Um, Ice Cube versus NWA. Um, and I guess by, by extension, uh, Easy E versus, versus Dre. Um, Dre Easy got very personal <laughs> on Nate Johns, but yeah, it was a. It was, uh, it was very disrespectful. But Ice Cube, very, very man, as soon as he broke away from NWA, we all seen straight out of Compton when the money wasn't right. When Cube broke away from from NWA, and but the thing is, he wasn't saying shit about him. He was just saying, "I don't fuck with Jerry Heller." Um, you know, I don't fuck with that old bitch, and he didn't brainwash my nigga easy. That's cool. I'm gonna just step off and step off and do my own thing. It was them niggas. It was it, it was Ren and Dre and Easy that decided <laughs> they wanted to send some shots at Cube, and when that nigga came with no Vaseline. Hey, you get the connotation of no Vaseline. No Vaseline. All right. Um, and sure. one of the best diss tracks ever, I would say top 10. Um, really, Cube absolutely proved his lyrical prowess there. Um, and just let niggas know that, hey, I'm here for good, whether y'all niggas is around or not. And you hate to see people that used to be so close beefing with each other like that. But it's like, hey, man, it, it yeah, yeah, that's how the game go. Uh, legendary game goes, beef, man. you don't know no, uh, more about it. Uh, go ahead, look it up. But number one, there's no way you can't go against Ho versus Nas. Um, it, we talk about a beef that started because uh, basically, again, um, niggas not giving each other peace. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, feeling like they were out of that generation of guys from New York were, you know, outside of Big, who was in his own class, you know, that they were came up around the same time, you know, ran in some of the same circles and whatnot. And um, it, it, it became beef uh, when uh, I believe um, it, it was something about. It was, I think, um, fucking, uh, I want to say Nas was supposed to show up to do Dead President. Yes, yes, yep. And and he never showed up, and then Jay-Z just ended up using his sample mm-hmm. instead of uh, Nas' actual verse, yep. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, that was exactly it. And, and yeah, and also, it, it it was it was something along the lines of Nas felt like, Nas felt like Ho said something to him or took a backhanded shot or something like that. And this was all the way back in 96. And that shit raged for years. Didn't really pick up in strength. It kind of was kind of just there until like 2000. 
And that's when shit got rough. Um, it turned the fuck up. And, 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 you know, in the aftermath of, you know, the passing of Big and you got two guys jockeying for position to be not just the king of New York, but to be the king of rap as well. Um, it, it's, it's impossible for their paths not to intersect. Uh, intersect. And um, it, it, it got very ugly, very fast. It, in fact, it got super ugly. And <laughs> clever turn of phrase, my boy. And uh, you know, it uh, Nas ended up coming with Ether, uh, which a lot of people think is the greatest diss track of all time. You say it's a little overrated. I'm a big fan of Ether. Um, or Ether came after Takeover. I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. which might be the best. I think Takeover might be the well, after we're, we're talking about uh, a- AR, so after Romeo. <laughs> um, um, takeover might be the yeah. Uh, you know, the Takeover is a great song. Not, not just disrespecting Nas, but also uh, Prodigy, Mob Deep, and, and uh, anybody else. Hope could get his hands on. And he also throws shots at Jigga. Um, you only get half. I mean, he brought out Michael Jackson at uh, Summer Jam. I mean, can do no wrong in my eyes. I, I, I mean, come on. So cheated on Beyonce and kept her. Hmm? Uh, boy, that's problematic, Wesley. But uh, in the gang. <laughs> but um. Yeah, and Ether, extremely disrespectful. Uh, shout out to Ron Browse uh, for putting that together um, because obviously he deserves more credit than Nas does. Um, <laughs> shout out to Ron Browse for, for taking that one song and, and using it as a drop for the rest of his career. For, for, for the rest of his days. Ether, boy. Um, but, man, you talk about super ugly, man. You talk about true facts of Nas, of whole uh, fucking um, uh, Carmen. Who actually just released a book, uh, Nas's baby mother, uh, former video vixen, uh, just released a book called "After the Child Support Stops," about Ooh, yes, boy. about her life and trying to support herself after uh, Nas wasn't, you know, required to pay child support any longer for his daughter Destiny, um, but that same daughter who Hove, you know, uh, fucked Carmen and uh, left the condom in. Destiny's car seat, babies, baby seat. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, oh I don't think it gets. There's not not too much to say about that. Uh, so, shout out to, to Allen Iverson. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so much that uh that the Saint Gloria Carter, uh, Ho's mom, told that nigga to apologize. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the first time ever in rap beef that a, yes. a mother got involved. Uh, and, uh, you know, from there, you know, the, the, the diss tracks themselves quieted down, but it wouldn't be for another five years until the I Declare War concert that they would actually squash the beef. Uh, Hove would be instrumental. Um, uh, Hove would be, or yeah, would be, uh, instrumental once he became the president of Def Jam and bringing Nas with Def Jam. And next thing you know, uh, we have, uh, wonderful tracks such as, uh, um, black Republicans and success um, on American Gangster. So uh, yep. all's well that ends well. <laughs> yep, pretty much. I see uh, nothing. Nothing that uh, can't be un- undone. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know we are uh, we're going to forego uh, the L's of the week this week um, just for 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 a, a, a brief PSA. Um, you know we, we've discussed a million L's here. Um, but you know, from your big brothers here at uh, at Beware the Ills, um, you know we 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 talk about growth and progression a lot. We've mentioned it a lot in this show. 
uh, you know, some people are better at it than others. Some people are still living in 2001 uh, as Pusha T, you know, uh, DMX. <laughs> Uh, statue DMX is still in 1998, and that's perfectly fine. I think he's living in jail. That's right. <laughs> um, DMX. but um, you know, th- this is a little out of left field, but man, don't ever let nobody uh shame you for growing, don't ever let nobody shame you for moving into a different place, um, and basically not being on all the same stupid, toxic shit that you may have been on in your younger years. You know, sometimes you're going to get in situations where you're going to move to other places or you're going to get a new job or you're just going to feel differently about things that you, you know, that you used to, you know, be all aboard on. And a lot of people, friends, family, X, Y, Z, aren't going to understand because they're not used to seeing you grow or they're not growing enough themselves. So um, I just definitely want to sit here and say, man, if somebody tells you you switched up or you acting brand new um, because you're not doing stupid shit like you were, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, then let them have that, all right? Um, at the end of the day, it's all about moving forward. It's all about becoming the best person that you possibly can to not repeat the same mistakes, to to be happy with yourself, to be happy in your situation, to be able to use your happiness and use that um, as, uh, and to use that as a, um, as a, a, a marker to be able to, to help others, um, to be able to help others with their issues and move to better places in their lives, use that as a catalyst. And um, you're going to come across a lot of people in life, a lot of people who you love very much who are not going to get it and not going to understand. So, you know, just from my perspective, I want to say whatever you're doing, as long as you know in your heart and soul that you are doing the right thing by yourself, keep going. And also have a little, a little bit of patience and have a little bit of um, a compassion for people who may be, you know, going through their growth process, who may not be exactly the same person as they used to be. Doesn't mean that you can't love them. Doesn't mean that you can't fuck with them. Doesn't mean that you can't be a part of their lives and be there for them and be close to them. But just understand that things are supposed to be different. As long as that difference ends up in betterment as long as it ends up in progress then difference is good change is good don't be the same nigga yep. that you was in 2009 as much as Wes and i love 2009 we're not going back okay I, I, I wouldn't hate it but but yes growth is necessary at the same time yeah definitely definitely everything you just said um i'm definitely a huge proponent of well first off kind of just, just minding your own business don't be focused on everything else that, that everybody's doing focus on yourself try to better yourself make yourself the best you you can be um a great a great analogy of this is kind of like just being on an airplane they tell you um if shit goes left these little form these masks gonna drop down from overhead compartment put yours on before you put somebody else's on focus on yourself better yourself make yourself the best you you can be grow learn experience life um and then once you you are in a good place then then try to reach out to, to those around you and help help them get better if they, if they ask for it, if they need it. Um, but definitely, it's all about Facts. you right now. Focus on yourself. Like I'm focusing on myself right now. I'm about to better myself. I'm going to better my my, my drunkenness with, with more alcohol. Um, as I as I watch the Lakers uh, blow a uh, little seven point lead, but it's okay. Um, it's game one. Um, the Lakers are going to grow. I'm going to grow. Austin's going to grow. This podcast is going to grow. Unless you fuck boys. Uh, yes, hey, girls. Hey, yes, girls. Uh, uh, <laughs> ladies is pimps too. Girls, you can be fucked too. All right. Um, so, so let's try to avoid that. Yes. Uh, Wes, you have a good time with your new king. 
Um, I am. Uh, I've, already, I've already changed into the background of my phone. <laughs> I I am going to go ahead and uh, exfoliate my face um, and uh, you know get my life together because again progress. Uh, mm-hmm. You know if this was you know not that long ago I was probably still using hand lotion on my face. So yeah, uh, oh progress progress everybody. Um, so, you know, as I, you know, uh, approach, uh, yet another birthday, God damn. Um, yeah, man, you getting up there. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, for sure. As I got another birthday coming up in a when couple we, days. Uh, when we hitting that, uh, that Tom Jr. cruise. Oh, um, I ain't got that much longer. I'm just waiting for my salt and pepper beard to grow in. And then after that, Ooh, all, boy. all on board. I can say, it's going to be older acts. Well, not older acts. It's going to be like. Uh, acts who are kind of getting up there now, so like I'm really hyped. I'm actually I'm not gonna spoil who the the song I was gonna put on at the, at the back end of this podcast, but um, acts like I don't know who's gonna, who's gonna be popping then. Uh, Houston, I like that. Oh so, man, we got some smiles of South Star hey, on the time hey, cruise. No, I, I will say it's very exciting that. The people that we came up with in early two thousand, early to mid two thousands, are now like Tom Joyner Cruz age. That is a very yes, exciting sir. to me. Um, yes, sir. So yeah, but no, uh, you know, as I celebrate a birthday in a couple of days on the twenty second of October, um, you know, just kind of you reflect a little bit, you start thinking about shit, man, and just sometimes you just, you know, just gotta be thankful for you know where you're going based on being able to, uh, you know understand where you came from um it, it sounds really simple but it's, it's really true so uh while i am um trying to uh i'll be trying to uh finesse my salt and pepper beard into coming in early um you boys and girls i hope that uh you enjoy uh this will probably be the last pod before election day i'm guessing so yeah. um fucking vote please get out there and fucking vote please like this is not this is not we're not asking no more this is more of a plea um, oh, yes, yes. No, it's not, it's not. It's not a plea. We're, we are demanding that <laughs> uh, if you are able to vote and you are the ability to, to to vote, make sure. I know registration dates might have passed. Do what you can do. Pay some money under the table. Make sure you get out and vote because we you you saw what happened last time um, when we did show out in full force, uh, and we definitely don't need any any more of that to continue to happen. So definitely get out and vote. Um, tell people around you to vote. Um, it's very important. Yes, absolutely. Uh, midterm elections um, are oftentimes more important than the presidential election themselves because the midterm election is going to uh, not only basically uh, determine Trump's effectiveness for the last two years, but could potentially have a very big um, influence on who ends up winning in 2020. So please, ladies and gentlemen, get out and vote. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of the people around you. Um, again, we continue to advocate mental health being just as important as physical health. Uh, you know what? Um, the perfect way to end it. Everybody love everybody. Signing out. E-L later. Uh, E-L-E signing out. Boy, Uptown is Boogie. Ain't that Wiz. We will catch y'all very, very, very soon. Um, Orlando Brown, you know, thoughts and prayers, my G. Yes, sir. You're right. Hey, I'm Get out. We out. Hey.